0: Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another week of the Bible Boys. My name is James, and I'm Pip. I'm thrilled
1: to be getting to the Bible uh, again this week. We've been a bit kind of irregular in the mm-hmm. past kind of month or so in terms of um, the episodes we've been doing, but I think you know that's
0: because Christmas, New Year's, um, and life is just crazy. It's also because we're not God, you know. Mm. Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. We're not. But yeah, Piff and James, we're not. We change all the time. We're irregular. We are in some senses inconsistent. Here's a thought just on that thread. Um,
1: you know, when you look back on yourself three years ago, do you
0: think what an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I look back last year. Yeah. I look back last Oh no, not last week. I was going to say last month. And I go, wow, why did I say that? Why did I do things that way? Yeah, Yeah. so all the time. But if that's, if that's
1: true every, like, say three years, every three years you look back on yourself three years ago and you think, oh, what an absolute loser. (laughs) If that's true, even when, like, till you're 80 or whatever and you, and you die or whatever. Yes. That's kind of scary because your 500-year-old <laughs> self would look back on your 80-year-old self and be like, what is that? Who is that? Yeah. Who is that person? Yeah. That's right.
0: And, and, you know, theologically, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because none of us are as we will be, um, but we're continuing to grow, continuing to be conformed by the Holy Spirit. We will f- keep falling short until that day when um, uh, we see Christ as mm. He is. Um, and even then... We're not going to be divine, so we'll still fall short, mm. and yet we're still loved, we're still accepted, but on a more personal, sort of like, maybe less theological take, we're just stupid sometimes. Mm. <laughs> bring thoughts. <laughs> bring thoughts to start the episode. That's right, that's right. Now, Pip, last week, you you took a week off, and uh, you yes. went away with self. How was that? It was good, yeah. We went to the Hunter
1: Valley for, um, yeah, for from Monday to Friday, and it was really good. We went to visited wineries mm. which we've always heard was good yes and it was good learned how to swirl <laughs> learned how <laughs> to swish, smell learned smell. how to smell yes um you know to it, hold the 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 wine yeah, glass so like a when, boss when you're holding the wine glass you never hold it by the bowl oh you okay. know? Ne- ne- never by the you always hold it by the stem yes Because you don't want your fingerprints to get on that
0: bowl. You don't want people to have to look and look at your fingerprints. See, now this is where the Incredibles film has deceived me. The Incredibles that came out in 2004, there's a scene where Robert Parr, Mr. Incredible himself, is having a dinner with a character named Mirage. Mm -hmm. And when she's holding the, 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 the wine glass, she's holding it like fully around the what would you call it the the bowl the, the bowl that's right and i thought she looked so cool and so maybe it's the bell the bell i don't know what it's called sure but the main you know the that part well, well for the last 18 years i thought that's how you meant to do it
1: yeah well it's those it's those sorts those sort of like detail errors that have turned me off uh disney <laughs>
0: <laughs> how they hold the wine glass <laughs> yeah they i mean of, that's just ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> okay hey do you have a favorite disney film
1: um, no, but I will say I watched Cars, uh, the other week. Yes. Now, is that Disney?
0: Uh, yeah, Pixar.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a great film. Yeah, nice. Cars. Lightning really, the Queen. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed great. it. Great. And it just goes to show you don't need to be a hotshot in life. You can settle down into a rustic rural town and still have quite a fulfilling
0: life. Until at the very end, you, Come back and show everyone that you really are the boss as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. That's how I when I picture my life, I want it to be like cars. <laughs> except in human form. Yeah, really? sure. I don't know what the human version of that is.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, American. Actually, never mind. I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yeah. Wine drinking went away. Good time. Yeah,
1: it was good. It was really relaxing. It was really nice.
0: Um. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Um, and on top of that, you are about to start um, second year of college, and yeah, that's I'm right. about to start first year.
1: I'm excited, James. Be... <laughs> it's going to be huge. It's going to be
0: huge. <laughs> it's going to be great. Bible, boy, Bible boys go to college. Well, well, sorry, you've been there already for a year.
1: Yes, yes. But no, I'm excited, James. I'm excited to, for you to be in college, <laughs> and I, like I don't know. I'm excited for you to to challenge the status quo, to to ask to ask you questions, and to I can imagine you in like group discussion, and someone saying something like maybe like kind of heretical, and you being like.
0: Hmm. <laughs> All right. where did you get that from in the bible yeah exactly yeah. or did you just hear that when you were doing a ministry apprenticeship yeah that's right
1: <laughs> nah, I, I reckon you'll re- i reckon you'll really enjoy it and i think you'll flourish
0: in college um, i have no intentions to s- challenge the status quo i intend to be challenged i intend to grow i'm really keen very excited yeah and so on sunday was my last day at had uh, mm. some pause and uh, that was a weird feeling uh, almost mm. been eleven years
1: since yeah.
0: uh, I was there, but but you've also gone through the experience of, of saying goodbye to St Paul's. How many years had you been at St Paul's when you finished up? Um, um last year.
1: Yeah, like uh, basically since I was in year seven. Yeah. Wow. So what's that? Three years? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, more than that. You're Fifteen yeah, years old. Yeah. What's that? That'd be like yeah, like ten years basically. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean I went there when I was a kid, mm. but I wasn't big on Sunday school. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you know. Wasn't too big on the the game and the story and the craft and
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big craft
0: guy. No, too not big. a not a big craft guy. No.
1: You see, I could never cut or draw in the lines yes. and stuff like that. So I think that that's kind of what turned
0: me off Sunday school. The thing that made me most frustrated in not only Sunday school craft, when I was younger, but also school craft, when the teacher wanted to be extra safe, was when they wouldn't give you metal scissors, mm. they give you the plastic scissors, because yeah. they don't cut anything.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you yes. remember that? Demoralizing. <laughs> That's it. So, you go, not only do I need to cut out this, uh, you know, paper Moses, but I can't cut anything because I've got plastic mm. scissors, mm. you know? Yeah. Anyway, just didn't help. Yeah, didn't yeah. Help.
1: But um yeah so it it's not easy to leave a church and wow. you know so um yeah i guess i mean part of the good part of the beauty of it is you know you'll probably see a lot of people just around just like you know um christian circles and all that um yeah but as well as like you know the eternal the eternal like hope of seeing people in heaven and um but yeah, there is a great sadness
0: with leaving a church. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, you're right about that, isn't it? That for for Christians, goodbye is never truly goodbye forever. Mm. Um, as the great prophet uh, Wiz Khalifa said, mm. um, "I'll tell you all about it when I see you again."
1: Yeah, Wiz Khalifa, what a what a lyrical magician
0: he was. <laughs> What has he done since then i mean that's probably his most famous song yeah yes. anyway just to be clear listeners we don't really think that he's a prophet yeah no that's good to say it's good to clarify but he was a uh, lyrical magician we a all... lyrical magician that's yeah, right yeah. yeah anyway i think it's time for us to live up to our namesake because mm. we are the bible boys. we are the bible boys and we would be
1: upset <laughs> If we didn't read the Bible at all. That's um, right. And yeah, so look, today, um, very little prep on my part so I do apologize. This is very normal for us. Yes. And yet the Bible
0: is where the content really is.
1: Yeah. Basically on the drive over, I was like, hmm, that'd be good to talk about. So what I want to just talk about today is, I guess you'd call the biblical roots of the five Ms. So Mm -hmm. a lot of you probably, like if you're listening, you might be like five Ms. What's that about? Some of you listening will be like, hmm, I know exactly what that is. So basically the, 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 Um, the way most people use that phrase five M's in like church circles Mm -hmm. is a way of kind of structuring um, church um, and even to the extent that it's like a staffing model for some Mm -hmm. church. So the five M's uh, represent five outcomes or goals that a church wants to see happen in in their midst. Mm -hmm. Um, And those five M's, I'll just run through them. You've got um, maturity. Mm-hmm. So I guess growing in knowledge and understanding of God and the Bible. Mm. Um, although that's not the only, like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of them overlap and you'll see that. So maturity, mission. So outreach, reaching the, reaching non-Christians, mission, um, membership, um, uh, ministry, serving one another, um, and magnification, uh, you know, worshipping God, being loving God. Mm. Um, so th- those are the five M's and, uh, some churches are starting to staff more around that model. So they'll have a mission pastor, a maturity pastor, a ministry, you know, pastor, people whose responsibility is not necessarily to look after one congregation in the church, but to look after one aspect of church across multiple uh, congregations called p- portfolio ministry. The idea is, um, you know, to, for one person to specialize in that area means that they'll be able to do a better job in that area across the congregations. And all this talk about blah, 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 you know, you can start to think, oh, well, this is quite, it's, it's almost kind of businessy or secular to start talking about like, you know, working in, um, niches or portfolios to specialize in certain areas. You know, aren't, aren't pastors supposed to be about, um, ministry of the word and prayer and, and loving people? And the answer is yes, of course. Like, like, you know, that's, that is the job. And, you know, that is the, the God given responsibility. Ministry of the Word and prayer, um, fundamentally. But those five M's, um, are also, uh, rooted in, um, the Bible to an extent. So let me explain. So nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to, this is how a church. Should be staffed. You need a mission pastor. You need a maturity pastor, whatever.
0: Yeah. Where's the social media manager? That's yeah, your that's, sixth them. Yeah. That's the sixth them. <laughs> <and> the memes. <laughs> the, that's memes, a, the memes. That's a, that's a sixth <laughs> them. That's right. And then the person who takes the pictures is the memes, the memories. Yes. And the he, seventh. Um, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, so basically the, I guess you'd say, where does the five M's, this idea of like structuring church in this way come from? It comes from a guy. Uh, in the US, um, Rick Warren, who has a church, Saddleback Church in the US, he wrote a book which became one of the best-selling Christian books of all time, May- maybe the best Christ- uh, best-selling best Christian book of all time, The Purpose Driven Life. Now, I haven't read that book, but what I have read is the spin-off, uh, The Purpose Driven Church, ah. which is another book. And in The Purpose Driven Church, he kind of tells the story of how he planted his church and how he structures his church. Um, he's got a very, like, he's got a, a basically a mega church, one of the biggest churches in America. But that's not the point. The point is that the, the model that he uses um, makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. Um, and he's, and it's the 5Ms. So he, he's basically credited with, with coming up with this model, the 5Ms model for church. Um, but in his book, the kind of biblical basis for it that he gives. Um, comes from Acts chapter 2 mm. and the picture of the early church where you get this lovely description of what is going on um, in Jerusalem when um, you know Peter gets up and gives his speech. Uh, lots of people are becoming Christians, trusting the risen Lord Jesus for the first time. The church, the Christian church is is spawning, it's, it's becoming, it's growing. Um, and so I want to read Acts chapter 2 um, from verse 42... ...to the end of that chapter. Mm-hmm. And it just gives... Um, I'm just going to read it it's and just like soak it in. It's the picture of the early church. And then we'll go through how where does the five M's fit into this description. So it says, um, "...they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common." They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So this is like a, a beautiful picture of what's going on in the early church. Um, and um, so just to un- unpack this a bit in terms of the five M's. Um starting with verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Mm. Um so devotion to what would become the Bible, the New New Testament. The it wasn't the New Testament at that point because it hasn't hadn't been, you know, written, canonized, all that sort of thing. Um, but they had the apostles' teaching. Mm. Um and so as Christians, we too ought to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. I guess that would fit under the banner of like maturity. Right devotion to this um, teaching um, that, yeah, Jesus' disciples were spreading Jesus' words and and Jesus' mission. So that's kind of maturity M. Um, Verse 44 says, um, All the believers were together, had everything in common. They sold property and possessions and to give to anyone who had need. So there's this ministry happening. They're serving one another. They're thinking about other people's needs. Um, and, it, and it you know it involves financial sacrifice generosity it involves you know look uh, being aware of other people and what they need um, verse 46 every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts so you've got this sense of membership they're meeting together they are a community um, there is a sense of like membership happening um, uh, the Lord, uh, verse 47, they're praising God. Mm. So there's that sense of magnification. They're in awe of um, God and what he's doing through the apostles. They're in, at awe with God, what's God doing in the church. And then at the very end, got a sense of mission. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Mm. So that's a very quick rundown of um, a church model that is popular in some circles mm. of the church um kind of came from Rick Warren wrote the book The Purpose Driven Life then The Purpose Driven Church um that methodology has spread um but it's loosely but like you know uh, firmly enough based in um uh, the bible mm. and this this beautiful picture of what the church can be um and what the christian life ought to be yeah um, yeah
0: yeah, yeah so. it's interesting because you know whether or not your church uses these words, mm. the question is whether these these concepts are there, whether these realities are there as a picture of the Christian community. So you might say, uh, you know, we don't really use that word maturity, but you might have uh, particular ministries like a men's ministry or a small group ministry or a children's ministry or like particular things that have a particular a purpose of getting people deeper into god's word yeah um, and into the teaching of the apostles and prophets right yeah um, you might have a particular ministry that is your outreach ministry you might have evangelistic events and you know, perhaps that could be what we're seeing here in mission Yep. and so whether or not you choose to structure your church using these words the, the what matters mostly is that we see these concepts these realities in scripture
1: yeah, totally, totally. And and there's a there's a big variety of the labels that churches choose to use for their various like positions or how they structure the church. So so you know, some churches um will have like a teach a teaching pastor and a worship pastor, mm. you know. Um some churches will just have one one pastor and this in their kind of budget allows for one. Some churches don't have don't have any kind of like paid staff, but they um are able to kind of share the load and it's more fluid and it's, you know, Mm. um, yeah, there is a variety of ways to kind of label your roles and responsibilities across the church. Mm. But, yeah, as you're you're right. It's more important that it's actually happening than
0: that you have those labels. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And what we haven't done is we haven't really talked about how the 5M model of church is quite different from a traditional congregational model of church. Um, there's much more that could be said about that way of of our life together. Yeah. But what yeah. we are, and what you've so helpfully shown us, is that these concepts are, do come from the Bible.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people will say, "Oh, it's very loosely from the Bible, and it's not like we shouldn't base a whole kind of staffing model around it." Some people will say, "No, it's just it's just wisdom. You know, it's just a good idea. It mm. makes it makes sense to kind of." specialize in what people's yeah. strengths are and that and that kind of thing so I think um, you know the pattern of churches in the in the New Testament I feel like there, there is a bit of freedom um, in terms of what churches look like and how they're structured
0: mm. um, uh, yeah yeah mm. there is there is freedom there yeah um, yeah can I also say it's just on that um it's not necessarily a staffing model as well because so for example there's a friend of mine who Is a, it was the only pastor in his church. Um, and, um, you know, he's the only member of staff. And yet they, he was using sort of a 5M purpose portfolio model, but he had volunteers and teams under those five sorts of headings, Mm. um, titles. And so even though he's the only staff, um, you can still be a sort of a 5M model kind of church. And you could have this with, you know, five people there yeah um, 10 people there yeah
1: so anyway and and worth saying as well like just as a as a christian yeah you can have this like this framework if if you're someone who's like oh what's my life all about mm. and i because I, I haven't read the purpose driven life but i wouldn't be surprised if he uses the exact same five m's to say each individual christian this is these are some of the priorities if not you know the kind of yeah the priorities yeah. that you should be focusing on are you maturing in your faith? Are you growing in your knowledge? Are you, um, do you have membership? Are you part of a local community of Christians? Mm. Are you, um, magnifying God by praising Him? Are you on mission? Are you yeah. trying to, um, share Jesus with your words and with your life? Um, and the other one. <laughs> um, membership, membership. Yeah. No, I think we did that one. Ministry. Min- min- uh, maturity. Min- maturity. Magnification. We did that. We
0: covered them. We've covered Are all. Them. Doing-
1: yeah. So the point is, it can it can be you know a helpful framework just to go yes. through your own life. And that's, that's right. right. I, that's right. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's it's helpful, and I think that that's a very helpful point there, Pip, because you can just think about it in the external, but as a Christian, all of these things and matter us in our, in our uh, living for Jesus. Mm. I mean you, uh, you think about another part of the Bible that's, you remember a few weeks ago when we were talking about singing, how singing has the horizontal and the vertical mm. dimension some of some of the things we do don't fit neatly under these five M's do they? So you think about singing for a second mm. is singing just magnification, like upwards, right? Vertically trying to love God, foster a love for God well, that's there but you're also singing with one another Mm. And so, sort of the space really matters as well, which, um, for example, for us, when we were thinking about spaces uh, at at youth, that fell under membership, how Mm. people enter the space and where they go, where they sit and whatnot. And so, if you're singing together and you can't even, you know, see the people next to you or hear the people next to you, or you don't even have anyone next to you, Mm. that might be a membership thing. But then also the content... The content matters as well. Your your singing ministry is a teaching ministry. Mm. So it could also fall under maturity. But then you need people to be serving on the music team. So that's ministry in the sense of people serving. And then you you may also need to think, oh, how might this song uh, touch the outsider who's come along, who has no idea of what Christianity Mm. is. So there's a mission eye to it as well. Yeah. And so some of the things we do don't fall neatly under one of these five. Yeah. And just to maybe step up, Take a step back like
1: the big one of the big ideas in the book purpose driven church is like um to think about purpose and and to not just like do the stuff that you've always done um just for the sake of doing what's always been done i think like those those lessons as well are quite biblical in Mm. terms of like you know um kind of working out your salvation with fear and trembling, trying to think through why why am I living the way I'm living? Mm. What What is this achieving? What am I aiming for? Um, you know, Paul talks a lot about the goal of his life, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, attaining to the resurrection. Um, uh, yeah, so I think it's a very biblical thing to be self-evaluative and to think why am I doing these things that I'm doing in life. Yeah. So... You can apply that to a church context. You can apply that to a lot. And it's also, I mean, you know, um, people squeamish about the secularness of, like, the the thing. But it's also, like, a big idea in business or um, to to, you've got to drill yourself and and think, why am I operating this way? Mm. You know, what is this achieving? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean... Mm. There's a lot of things that we're squeamish about as Christians that aren't biblical at all. Mm. In, in this, sorry, in the sense that the squeamishness doesn't honor God's word. Mm. So the fact that some people say, oh, like, it doesn't really matter how many people you save. Of course it matters how many people are saved, right? Like, um, it, it, it totally matters. And if, if, um, you know, there isn't a thought on how do we reach more people with the gospel, then what are we doing? Mm. Right? Um, and so you think about, how Paul wants to preach the gospel in places where it hasn't already gone. Mm. You think about how Paul goes into a city in the Book of Acts. He preaches the gospel. If he's not received well or he's not seeing much fruit there, he sh- he walks to another town. Mm. Um, you know. Yeah. And that that idea that oh look just just do church doesn't matter like what happens like just be faithful and then you'll be fine. Well, that's that's not what we see from the scriptures.
1: Mm, um, mm. Now
0: I'm not saying therefore don't be faithful, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? But there should be an urgency and a desire to see God work through and in us, and to produce loving, servant-hearted, God-glorifying, you know, converts to the mm, Lord Jesus. Mm. That's what we should be on about. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: why are we just doing going through the motions?
1: yeah yeah totally and i think like having some something of a framework in which to think like what are the like the different kind of purposes of being a christian of like you know living for god what does god um want from me my life Mm -hmm. um i think one of the benefits of having some kind of framework is that it helps you to avoid becoming too narrow Mm. in in some things um like, just using the 5M's framework as an example, I would say that there have been periods of my life where I've just been, um, I've, you know, been super keen on mission mm. at the expense of other things. Mm. So, like, you know, people who say, Oh, I just want to go and I just want to get out there and tell people about Jesus. For me, now that that phrase, kind of get out there, tell people about Jesus, I understand it, but there's a hint of, um, maybe. Uh, downplaying like maturity mm. it's like well what when you say go out and tell people about jesus what are you actually telling them about mm. do you know like you know like what gospel are you sharing yeah what teaching are you sharing yeah are you concerned at all about actually getting it right in your own mind <laughs> yeah and being able to kind of share it in a in a right way with yes. others and actually to worship god with your mind yeah, yeah yeah um and not just with your with your energy and your strength but to worship god with your mind as well and to um and and you know um and there are other examples as well like um i don't know Think about like you know some people who are like super on about ministry and like and like serving others and looking after the practical needs of others, um, but in terms of their love for God, you know, is that is that there? So I think just having something mm. like a framework to yeah. touch on those different elements
0: helps you to kind of be more balanced and like yeah, round, sure. rounded and yeah. You know. And we all have the things that we want to we we feel more comfortable leaning towards, don't mm. we? I mean, I feel like my like I've got a bias. You've you've had you've just shared your bias mm. before. Like everyone and church communities have the thing that they lean towards and they really want to do, and that's good. But then you also need to make sure the other things are happening as well. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing, Pip. That's yeah, really no worries,
1: no worries. Um, do you want to share what you've been reading? I would love to. I'm just gonna check see if there's any. Questions, but love it. um, Yeah. What have you been reading the um, Bible this past?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, over the last little while, I I finished reading 1 Corinthians. Um, Today, I started reading Ephesians, um, but I've also been reading the Psalms. So I read Psalm 51 and 52 today. Nice. So I wanted to share a bit from Psalm 51. And so Psalm 51 is this, uh, the title of it. We've got for the director of music, a psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Mm. And so this is referring to what happened in 2 Samuel uh, 10 um, and 11. And yeah, it's it's this incredible psalm that has always really affected me whenever I read it. And so today, as I read it, I was you know struck again by... Um, some of these phrases, so have a think of, um, and listen to these, right? So, for example, you've got um verse 1, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Mm. That's such a, a vivid image. Mm. Uh, you've got verse 4, Against you and you only have I sinned. Now, when you read that, you go, wait a second, there yeah. you <laughs> David sinned against Uriah. Yeah. David sinned against Bathsheba. Yeah. David sinned against the well. Really, all these other people that he involved in this yeah. as well. Yeah. But you see what he's getting at here. He's saying you and you only is that ultimately who is the number one uh, he has offended? Mm. It's it's the it's the holy God. Mm. You and you only have I sinned. You think about verse, um, five, surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Mm. I mean, it's such a bleak picture as well. And then you think about this line here in verse eight, let the bones you have crushed rejoice. So he's feeling this conviction of his sin. Mm. He feels like his bones have been crushed. Yes. It's another vivid image. Yeah. Um, and then you hear this word blot again in verse 9. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. And so, um, I'll stop there just in terms of the images um, uh, observation. But they are really vivid images. And the Psalms just have a way of capturing reality that I feel like it, it, it stirs the heart and it touches my own memories mm. of my own sin. It touches my own conscience. It touches my own heart um and and affections for god mm. um far more deeply than if it was i sinned i feel bad mm. help me god yeah, just like you know this is a this is
1: someone who's like committed adultery mm. and is and is organized for the woman's husband to be killed mm. like you think the bible doesn't help people who are who have lived a rough life or who have like you know, fallen in like a major way. It's like, no, this is someone who's like pouring out their heart, um, having just done that. Yeah. And it's like the the you know, the Bible has something to offer to those yeah, people. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I have heard people say, you know, I'm too far gone. God would not want anything to do with me. Mm. David here is a scumbag. He's mm. totally, totally done evil, um, and and, and misused his power. Mm. Uh, and and here he's crying out to god yeah and and so here's the next thing i want to share is as as the psalm keeps going on you see there is a movement because it it is a confident psalm it's a confident psalm not in himself it's confident in god isn't it um you know verse 12 restore to me the joy of your salvation grant me a willing spirit to sustain me Mm. verse 14 deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed O god you who are God, my savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Um, verse 17, my sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. I mean, he's, he knows the character of God. Mm. God hates sin. He also knows that God saves. Mm. And God can and God will blot out his transgressions yeah yeah and so i think there's just there's so much here it's such a rich psalm yeah. with all the psalms that i've been reading i'm just going you could mine these yeah. for nuggets of gold it's it's yeah. it cleans me
1: with hyssop and i'll be clean
0: whiter than snow that's right that's it what, what verse was that that's uh, verse seven
1: that's it um yeah yeah hyssop is a reed i think it's a kind of reed okay you cleanse you, you cleanse yourself with it but it's it's interesting that um it's that David, I mean, very different from like, uh I guess, a religious, stereotypical religious mindset, sure. which might say, um, oh, I've sinned, but what about all my good qualities? Yeah. Please forgive me, God. Yeah. My good
0: outweighs my bad. Like, Whereas, I'm involved in church ministry. Yeah. I do this. I do that. Yeah.
1: Whereas David is, no, I'm sinful all the way down. Yeah. And I'm banking on the character, your character, God. Yes. Your mercy. Um, not my own good works or, you know, that, that balance out of the bad. Yeah. Um, but tied in with that, he does say, but I will also, um, I want to change. Yes. And I want to repent and I want to worship you and honor you. Um, yeah, but I need your forgiveness. Yeah. That's it's very, right. like, a, it's a very, um, you know, uh, honest, raw kind of appreciation of his own Sinfulness.
0: That's right. Last thought on this psalm is the last two verses might surprise some people who read it. So I'll just read them. Verses 18 and 19. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole, then bulls will be offered on your altar. Now, it seems a bit strange because for 17 verses, he's been talking about his own shortcomings, his own conviction of sin calling on God to forgive him, calling on God to change him. Then the last two verses sort of widen the scope to think about Jerusalem, Mm. Zion. Why is that? And we have to remember that David is God's appointed king. Mm. And under, you know, old covenant Israel, the fate of the king is the fate of the nation. Mm. And so the fall of the king is the fall of the nation as well. And yeah. you know this this theme is expanded upon in the book of one and two kings. But David knows that if God doesn't forgive him, if God doesn't restore mm. him, then not only is he going to be taken out, but the people are going to be taken mm. out as well.
1: Yeah. Which, which, so so what was the chapter where he he commits adultery with Bathsheba? That's two Samuel ten ten. I think, yeah. Two Samuel seven. Yes. God promises David an everlasting kingdom that's it a descendant will always be in the throne and so can you imagine just if that's chronological i don't know if that is like chronological but if that's chronological david gets a vision like a visible kind of affirmation from god
0: you're the guy <laughs> you're the
1: guy and then he sins like two chapters later yeah. in this massive way yes and yeah so his his fate
0: is kind of tied up uh israel's fate is tied up with his fate in a yes. sense like that's yeah. right that's it and I think that when I was just reading this, I was reminded of the fact that, you know, we can, we can read Psalms and then we can jump straight to us. You can, you can do that. But the better way to read them is to also remember that this is, it's, it's prophetic and it's fulfilled in Jesus, mm. who is the king of his people, who will never fail. Mm. He will never fall. And so if you're with him as your king, you will never fall ultimately mm. as well. And so, you know, where David knows that he needs to be restored, lest the people fall, Jesus knows that, you know, he is the king who won't fall, He you know, sinless. Um, And, and, you know, Jesus, uh, right now, rules and reigns. He's the king we get on board with and we're safe Mm. as well. Um, Yeah, like. Anyway, that's what I was thinking about there. Yeah, that's great. I want to think that
1: verse, let the bones you've crushed rejoice, is that cited at all in the New Testament? I'm just trying to remember. Sounds
0: familiar. I mean, the idea of bones being crushed and rejoicing, I mean, think about Ezekiel 37, 38, Mm. valley of dry bones. Mm. um, Mm. Yeah. Bones crushed, rejoice.
1: Well, there's that Isaiah 53, it's like you will not, something about not crushing bones. Oh, yeah. Was that
0: one? I forgot it. Something about Jesus Bones not. See, been. this is why I need to go to theological college. Oh. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Listeners, you do not need to go to theological college to read the Bible. Um but yeah, I'm not sure which one you're you're referring.
1: Yeah, to. I think there's a verse in Isaiah 53. I'm right, like... going open
0: up. Like, we we no. are the Bible boys. Let's open
1: it up. <laughs> it's like a prophecy about Jesus' bones not being. Crushed. Oh yeah, yeah no, that's right,
0: that's right. They weren't like broken. None yeah. of his bones were broken. That's Yeah, it. yeah. And then like in, I think in the gospel it like cites that and says this was. Ah oh, yeah, that's right. John 20. Oh sorry, John 19. Cross account. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the bones one is in. I'm in Isaiah 53. I'm looking around for it. I can't find the bones reference. Needless to say. Needless to say.
1: It's a good one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But no, you're right. In John 19, there is that reference to his bones not being um, uh, crushed. Mm. Um, mm. Anyway, I think. All good, the concepts is, <laughs> yeah, I will I say that, because right you
1: mentioned Psalms and Isaiah, yeah, I would say if there's two areas of the Bible that I feel like deficient in and like would struggle to explain, yes, it's the like the wisdom literature and the prophets of mm. the Old Testament, I feel like I don't know, um yeah, there's just. Like, if you were asked, oh, you know, can you kind of give a play-by-play of what happens in, like, Jeremiah or Isaiah or something, I think, like, it'd, it'd be a, a struggle, a struggle. Because sometimes it's not, like, super chronological, like, not like this to that to this to that. Sometimes there's, like, a lot of repetition and coming
0: back to ideas and stuff like yeah. that, but um, Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. maybe that's something you could do for your Bible reading this year as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I do want to, like, yeah, sharpen up in... Particularly the prophets.
0: There you go. Yeah. Um, John 19, verse 36, it says, These things happen so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones would be broken. And then the footnote at the bottom says that this shows up in Psalm 34, for example. Mm. So, not yep. one of his bones will be broken. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Cool. It's time for us to play Guess Who. Sounds good. And Pip, you're guessing this week. I am guessing. Now, I've realized that I could probably just bring up the character on Wikipedia. Right. For some of the more thorny questions that okay. you ask. Um but uh give me one second. I've got the I've already got the character. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna get him up. Now is this is this bad if I if I get it up no, no, like and um, the Wikipedia page? Yeah, i do that no. all the time. Alright. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listeners, we're gonna play 20 questions. I've got a character in mind. Um Pip's gonna try and guess. He has to ask me twenty yes or no, well, maximum of twenty yes or no questions. One of them has to be the character. Why don't you play along from hell?
1: Let's do it. All right, here we go. Question number one. Is this person um, alive in the Old Testament? No. Is this person alive in the New Testament? Yes. Mm, wasted the second question. <laughs> Could you deduced that. Um, do we know... Uh, is this person a male? No. Is this person a female? Yes. Good. Um, do we know this person's name? Yes. Okay. Um does this person appear in the gospels? No. Ooh, hello. <laughs> does this person appear in uh Acts? Yes. Oh, interesting. Seven interesting. questions, 13 more to go. Uh so a girl is this person a um described as a girl as in as opposed to a woman, like a girl like like singled out as a girl? Sorry, can you clarify? I don't understand the Cause there, I think there's a few girls in Acts. So you're, you're talking about age
0: here. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. So ask it as Is it a like,
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's like, is this person described as a girl in no. Acts? Okay. Interesting. Um, and we know this person's name. Okay. Um, is this person a Christian or follower of Jesus?
0: Can you clarify the question?
1: Um, is this person, do we know that this person is a, like, is there indication that this person was a, uh, Christian? Like, yes religious? Yes. Yeah. Um, did this person have any, um, teaching? Uh, like, is this person described as someone who taught in any way? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. No. All right. Um woman in Axe. Is this person a Jew? I don't think so. Okay. Interesting. 11 questions. Nine to go. Is this person mentioned outside of Axe?
0: I don't think so. Okay. Um.
1: Okay. Does this person appear in connection with Paul. Yes. Does this person appear in connection with any of the other um apostles? Um Not the other apostles. No. Okay. Okay. Um is this person's um okay, woman, a woman. Is this person a do we do we read it like is this person's conversion recounted in Acts?
0: Yes. Uh, 15 questions, five to go. Hmm, hmm.
1: I'm blanking. <laughs> um,
0: now, this is, this is where the crunch point... Ha- this is where the magic this happens. This is where the
1: magic happens. Gotta
0: let it happen. <laughs> um,
1: hmm. Okay. Woman. Does this person appear... After... Or does this person appear before Acts 15?
0: No. Okay. Four questions to go. Four
1: questions to go.
0: Four questions to go. That's a good one. I haven't thought about narrowing things down by chapter. <laughs> before.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really just asked that question to give the impression that
0: I know what's going on <laughs> before and after. Um oh, let me give you a hint in the sense that when I tell you who this person is, you'll go, oh, yeah, I know that person. Right, okay. Yeah, so it's not so obscure that I don't think you'll get it. Yeah, okay. I think you, yeah. Because I was thinking
1: maybe like Priscilla, but she was involved in teaching, I'm pretty sure,
0: with Priscilla and Aquila. I'm really keen for the Priscilla and Aquila conference on Monday, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't thought about it. Am I supposed to go to that? I don't know. I don't think you're supposed to. I think
1: you're encouraged to. Well, should, I, should I go to that? <laughs> <laughs> now it's 20 questions for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true. Um, yes. Yeah, none of those, none of those are questions. Four, um, four questions to go. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Hmm. A woman after Acts 15. So Paul's winding down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah he didn't he didn't do much missionary no, activity no, no, after oh, man! He? I
0: don't, um, I don't, never mind all those other trips he did. Yeah that's
1: right. <laughs> no. Um does this person's name Oh can I ask a s uh, does this person's name have two syllables?
0: No. Okay as in the answer is no to the question yeah. that they do not have two syllables Yeah, they yeah. have a different number of syllables in okay. their name
1: All right. I, don't, I don't think I'm going to get it to be honest I'm mm. drawing a blank um, does this person um, like travel with Paul no
0: two more one of them has to be a question sorry one of them has to be a guess yeah okay does this okay,
1: here's a question. Does this person only appear in one chapter? Yes. Okay,
0: so it's a one off event. Okay. Okay. So now you're gonna have to come up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I don't know. You so might not get so it. So it's like a conversion experience, um a woman who's probably had a demon or something, got healed. <laughs> 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 there was the one who's the like the seller of the cloth, the girl who could like the medium but she was that's not her um hmm hmm do you want a hint yeah sure
0: what's the name of the seller of that cloth
1: i thought that was a girl like a little girl yeah.
0: there's a slave girl yeah but right before that or right after i've actually forgotten i think it's right before that yeah it was a, a woman
1: yeah uh, maybe Patricia or something. Uh, uh, not Patricia. That's a modern name. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a relative named Patricia? No, I was just thinking, what's the name of someone who would probably sell cloth? <laughs> 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 uh, I think there's a P in it. Maybe an S. Um, no. You think you don't have it? Yeah. I'll throw a name out there. All right, go. Throw a name out there. Um, I'm going to say, um, uh, Andrea, (laughs)
0: Andrea's. Mm-hmm. The correct number of syllables, that's for sure. But no, unfortunately, Wonderly. that's not. It's Lydia. Oh, Lydia! Yeah, you know Lydia. Yeah, I know Lydia. The syllable purple cloth. That's it. Yeah. Act Acts sixteen. See, I, I, I thought you would know Lydia. Yeah. yeah. Now you do know Lydia. You just didn't get it in. That this was sound. good. That was a good one. You like good. It? That was a good level of difficulty. Very good. I'm happy to hear that. Lid. Lid. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Uh listeners. You might have had it. You might not have. But you can also send us. Guess who suggestions mm. at the Bible boys at gmail.com. Boy that's boys with a Z. That's right. Or you can uh, message us on Instagram. Pip, did we get any questions today? We didn't
1: get any questions. That's fine. Um, that's fine. I will say this, just for our listeners, um, you might have noticed a discreet lack of reels over the past yeah. year. Um that's because I couldn't be bothered anymore. <laughs> so I do apologize. Um
0: is there something changing?
1: Well, I think I, I exhausted a lot of my good ideas early on. Right. And with poor execution as well on some of them. So it's kind of like once you do an idea, you can't just do it again with better execution. <laughs> so what I will say is if you've got any real ideas, feel free to send them through. Mm. Someone had an idea for a reel they mm. sent, but I thought it was a bit too... Edgy? Edgy. Oh. The idea was basically... I'll, I'll just say it. It's a bit edgy. But the idea was like, jesus heals a blind man
0: mm.
1: and the blind man's like wearing sunglasses but then he realizes he's just like wearing sunglasses and just like chilling
0: <laughs> oh as in jesus heals the man but the man didn't need healing
1: <laughs> yeah the, the, like jesus walks up to someone wearing sunglasses yeah, and sure. he's like you will be you know receive your sight and yeah, the guy's sure. like Dude, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just wearing sunglasses. <laughs> like, legs. <relax. laughs> you know? Yes. There
0: you go. Anyway, yeah. I don't think that's too edgy. Not too edgy. Yeah, you could do something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Listeners, thanks so much for listening to another week of The Bible Boys. Join us again next week. Next week, we've got special guest. Um, do we? Yeah. We've got a special guest next week. Who is it? Joshua Charles. Oh, yeah. Josh Charles. That's right. He's going to join us if we can sync up
1: our schedules. I think it should be fun. It should be fun. Yeah. Bible Boys times 3. That's it.
0: Mm, Look forward to it. Look forward. Join us next week. Goodbye. See ya.